Welcome to Nature Therapy Online. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about your despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination. It calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. That was a poem by Mary Oliver called Wild Geese. I'm sure you'll agree it was beautiful. I hope it spoke to you like it speaks to me. My name is Stephen McCabe and I'm an ecotherapist living in Scotland. And I'm sat here in my small house in the Midlothian area with my dog Yoro in the attic where I record my podcasts. And I thought it was worth um, mentioning Euro because for a few reasons. Um, first of all, it's, it's, it's nice to introduce people to all of the beings in the room, at least the ones that I'm aware of when I'm doing these podcasts. Um, but there's also another very practical reason, and that's that people who tune into my podcast regularly will know that Euro likes to, likes to dig. He likes to try to make holes in my lovely sofa um, and I thought it was especially worth warning you of this today because today is about the beautiful poetry of Mary Oliver. Um, now I'm not one for for poetry really, I don't know an awful lot about it Um I've never really connected with it as an art form until recent years. And that's despite the fact that I've got published and quite incredible poets in my own family. Um, but it's always eluded me somehow. Um, and recently, I just became so, um, so, so taken in with the poetry of Mary Oliver... Now, Mary Oliver was uh, the winner of the Pulitzer Prize. Um, she died a few years ago. She was an American poet. Um, and she writes really simple, straightforward, beautiful poetry about nature and our place within this universe and this ecosystem. And I, it moves me deeply. And I, I wanted to share this with you because I think... Uh, 
poetry and stories and art and you know whatever art form that expression can come in can be a form of of ecotherapy in in itself at times and i've certainly found when it's been hard to to go outside um like it is at the moment here in Scotland the or here in the Midlothian at least where i live in my village in the hills it's been thick snow now for almost a month which is really unusual actually um for this amount of snow to be around for this amount of time or it's unusual for me i've not lived in this part of of, of the country very long i'm told that it does happen up here in the hills quite a lot so but you know our imaginations they store our experiences with nature and and it it's it, it's there to be accessed and it's there for us to to connect with and you know our our minds and our bodies are part of nature and part of the ecosystem and part of the universe and i think it's really important to embrace the creative arts and the reason that i'm drawn to mary oliver's poetry is because of its simplicity I want to read you another poem called The Summer Day. Who made the world? Who made the swan and the black bear? Who made the grasshopper? This grasshopper, I mean. The one who has flung herself out of the grass. The one who is eating sugar out of my hand who is moving her jaws back and forth instead of up and down, who is gazing around with her enormous and complicated eyes. Now she shifts her pale forearms and thoroughly washes her face. Now she snaps her wings open and floats away. I don't know exactly what a prayer is, but I do know how to pay attention and how to fall down into the grass, how to kneel down in the grass, how to be idle and blessed, and how to stroll through the fields, which is what I've been doing all day. Tell me, what else should I have done? Doesn't everything die at last and too soon? Tell me, what is it that you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? That was Mary Oliver, The Summer Day, which is, I think, one of her most, one of her most famous poems. And I just love this moment. It feels like such a, you know, such, such a vivid scene of her with that, with that grasshopper. And I think we've all experienced those moments, haven't we, where we've been out in nature Oh, here's Yoro wanting to turn around. You might have heard him playing with the duvet a little when I was reading that poetry. That's why I wanted to let you know he was here so that, you know, you're prepared for a bit of background noise. Hey, Yoro, are you getting comfy? But we've all had those moments in nature, haven't we, where maybe a small creature has come close or we've paid attention to a flower or a tree really closely and all of a sudden just 
the miracle, the, the strangeness, the wonderful, just miracle of it all around us makes itself known and we tune into it. And sometimes it might be present when we have those, when we have those, you know, strange existential moments that we all have from time to time, you know, who am I? Why am I here? What What's going on? Like, what? Wh why are there so many people and animals and flesh and bones moving around and this awareness and consciousness? What What's going on here? When we take ourselves away from our sometimes petty daily problems and sometimes genuinely difficult daily problems as well. And there's something about this poem, I think, that gives me permission to relax and I think it gives us permission to not be so busy all the time because nature reveals itself when we give our time give ourselves time I should say to slow down if we go looking for it really hard and we, we, we budget in some time like five minutes here or ten minutes there you know we might we you know I'm not saying that's a bad thing I think it can be important to put time aside you know focus time aside for nature but if we try to rush within that time to you know rush around and find so many things and grab experiences that magic somehow eludes us sometimes it's just in allowing ourselves time to to relax and, and maybe even to be a little bored. We don't do that much these days, do we? You know, we don't allow ourselves space to, to be bored. Everything is designed to grab our attention constantly. And yet I'm here in this attic and I know that sometimes when I give myself that space, that time to just sit without numerous activities on a list that I need to get through, I sometimes look at this huge monstera plant that frankly has taken over the entire room. It's becoming like a jungle in here. This thing is so alive. But when I'm busy doing things, the monstera plant is, is, is there. And, you know, it could be like a, it could be a table or a piece of furniture in my, in my mind and in my, you know, in my conscious awareness. But when I slow down, you know, the the furniture makes itself known as 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 something that has a function, and the monstera plant becomes alive to me as this being, this life, this creature, and I begin to notice all of its strange leaves and its tiny new ones that grow through. And that's where this poem took me. I wasn't planning on talking about that, but this beautiful poem. And there's a few more I want to share with you. So those two that I've read, uh, The Summer's Day, or The Summer Day, I should say, and Wild Geese, you can easily file, find on the internet. Just Google Mary Oliver and you'll find it. And I'm going to read you one from a collection called A Thousand Mornings, which is really beautiful um, book. So 
flick through. You'll hear the pages because I still do read books with paper, believe it or not. And this poem is called I Go Down to the Shore. I go down to the shore in the morning and depending on the hour, the waves are rolling in or moving out. And I say, oh, I'm so miserable. What shall, what, what should I do? And the sea says in its lovely voice, excuse me, I have work to do. That was I Go Down to the Shore by Mary Oliver. And this last one that I'm going to read, um, I guess it's for anybody who has maybe lost a, a, a fairy animal in their lives, a little, a little friendly fairball, a dog, a cat, a bird, any pet. I find this so beautiful and it really makes me, um, yeah, it really, really, really moves me and makes me reflect on the, the four-legged friends I've had throughout my life. And, you know, I think sometimes we separate uh, living beings into, you know, wild and domestic, this and that, this this kind of animal, this breed of animal. And actually, you know, I, I view connecting with our pets, really seeing them as 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 a form of ecotherapy in itself too. So so this is called The First Time Percy Came Back. The first time Percy came back, he was not sailing on a cloud. He was loping along the sand as though he had come a great way. Percy, I cried out and reached to him, those white kales, but he was unreachable, in the same way that music is present, but you can't touch it. Yes, it's all different, he said. You're going to be very surprised. But I wasn't thinking of that. I only wanted to hold him. Listen, he said, I miss that too. And now you'll be telling stories of my coming back, and they won't be false, and they won't be true but they'll be real. And then, as he used to, he said, let's go. And we walked down the beach together. That was the first time Percy came back by Mary Oliver from her collection, A Thousand Mornings. And I hope you enjoyed that and I hope it, it felt accessible to you and you know it, it, when I mentioned the word poetry you you didn't roll your eyes and think oh no not this please um and I hope it moved you in some way you know I think uh, there's a poetry can be can be can be simple and and straightforward and and that's one of the beauties of Mary Oliver's poetry so I would I would encourage you this week to find a piece of poetry and think over your life to maybe a piece of nature poetry that's moved you even if it was a a poetry a piece of poetry from childhood even that you've forgotten about and and reconnect with it and when you reconnect with it maybe take a short trip outside and reflect on the poem as you walk and see if it gives you any invitations that you might not have noticed otherwise
And if you're feeling brave, you might even want to write a little a little piece of poetry. Nothing big, nothing fancy, just you can write down a couple of lines of something you appreciate in nature this week. Just write down two lines. What is it you appreciate? Keep it to yourself if you want to. Share it with me and I'll read it on the podcast if you want to. I would I would love to. But the important thing with being creative, I think, when it comes to being creative with nature, is that we do it because it connects us with nature. It's about the process and the connection rather than the result. And if you have a good result, that's marvellous, but that's a bonus. That's not That's not the aim. So I want to leave that with you and um, thank you for tuning in and invite you to have a nosy on my website at naturetherapyonline.net um, have a look at the courses I'm running it would be lovely to to connect with you in in I would say real life but this is real life but in a in a in a closer in a closer way get to know you a little better so I hope you have a lovely week folks you take care and bye bye Visit me online at naturetherapyonline.net.